mai, um, ike whanau, uh, welcome to the Whaku Podcast, which is a podcast that invites people from all walks of lives to converse about various access to equity in the context of Aotearoa New Zealand. We invite people like yourself and our beautiful guests today to share our live, um, their lived experience and effort to identify common threads, social networks, um, support system that uplifts the collective human experience. Today... What is our season two question, Kelsey? So we are exploring what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society? And we're not yeah. actually in the small business. Stuff. <laughs> small, small question, small question. Yeah. Um, so we're not actually in the business of um, of, of telling other people's stories. So uh, this is a beautiful time that we invite um, our beautiful, intelligent, amazing friend, Jamie, to uh, um, tell us exactly who you are, um, how you are, and what makes you, you. Kia ora koutoua. Um, yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm just so pleased to be here. And thank you so much for, for such a great opportunity. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to this today. Um, yeah, called uh, Yo. Um, yeah, called Jamie Veal Takuingoa. Um, I use she/her pronouns. Um, I don't know. Like, there's there's lots of things about me. I guess we're, we're talking about knowledge. Um, I can say that I'm a lecturer in psychology. Um, you know, there's heaps more about me too. Like me and Kelsey met each other through like softball and queer community stuff. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of lots of bits about me that, that um, and which I will share as we go, uh, more than just that. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, and that's something that we even forgot ourselves, so thank you for plugging that in. Um, my, my name is Maluseo, and people use um, he, him pronouns for me, and I like that. Uh, I'm Kelsey, and people use they, them for me. Yeah. And so we just want you to also um, invite you to finish the sentence, I am, and then whatever comes after that. I am uh, I'm enjoying the warm spring weather today. That's love nice. that, love that, love that, love that. <laughs> 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 I, am, I am learning to um, use my voice, uh, believe it or not, as someone who has a podcast. Using my voice is a new experience for me. Um, <laughs> so... Um, so our first question for you, Jamie, is what is knowledge to you? So if you were to define knowledge or the word knowledge, what does that bring up to you? Oh, wow. Big questions. Gosh, this, this feels like um, feels like a very academic question and like the academic in me wants to, to pick it apart in that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, it can be pretty simple just, you know, we, knowing things um yeah knowledge is is i guess to me how much we how, how much of the things we know but i don't know it's it's got to be it's got to be more than that like you know thinking of an individual knowing things um and you talked about equity and communities like i feel like there's there's more than just you know a whole bunch of individuals who, who will who will have their own things that they bring but you know, I feel like there's also often missing from the conversations like community knowledge and um, yeah, knowledge that's a bit more broader than that. Um, 
Yeah. Um, I guess it's a bit of a fuzzy concept, but um, I think it's I think it's something that's really empowering as well. Um, yeah, being able to mm. to know things um, can can be you know helpful for for us. You know, living living our best lives and being our full selves. You know, we're in the middle of um, a situation like, for example, right now where we couldn't all be together in person, unfortunately, um, because of a pandemic, um, global pandemic. And, you know, having knowledge for, for things um, has really helped humans to be able to, to deal with that in so many ways. So, yeah, it can be a really powerful thing too, I guess. Yeah. Is that too academic? Not no. at all. More. No. More. <laughs> Dive deeper. Because... <laughs> I guess to me, I'm curious as well. As an academic, um, how do you how do how do you come into to privileging certain knowledge bases over the other? You know, you, you yeah. did say that you're um, you're a lecturer. So how do you um, and, and, and psychology is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you privilege? Like how do how do you negotiate um, instead of privilege? Sorry, how do you negotiate the different knowledges that exist around your topic um, um, of expertise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. And it's just so important for us. And psychology has a history of coming from a very, um, yeah, very Western, Pākehā, you know, particularly, um, and, and even still to today, it's particularly North American psychology is just so dominant, like, I guess, very, very, I guess, white North American type of psychology is just so dominant in our discipline. Um, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we're getting really academic but yeah it's um it's so important to to understand that that there are yeah um different types of knowledge and so i guess the western um Pākehā kind of way of viewing things often um tries to bring that that quite scientific lens to it um which is um you know and sometimes um some particular things that might be really helpful if you're interested in in my in my view, if you're interested in something like you know a certain type of the brain, might, whether that does, um, you know what what that might be useful used for, that could be really helpful. But um, yeah, I think it's also really important to um, be aware that that's not the only type of knowledge, and that there are other um, many other worldviews, and that we can actually, I, I guess, for me as a Pākehā person and and coming coming very much from that background there's so much we can learn from from other types of knowledge and and also it gives thinking learning about other types of knowledge really gives us a chance to reflect on our own you know types of knowledge you can actually look at it to some extent from from, from the outside so you know be able to see that the i guess the western park our science way of looking at things that it seems to like try and slice things up into these individual parts like looking at in psychology we tend to like often focus and I think sometimes too much on just individual humans um, or even, you know, um, that's the scientific way, even like, you know, different parts of the brain, but we're actually, you know, we're social beings and we live in communities and we, we live in so, so much, so many um, more different ways. So, so for so for much of the um, topics that we look at in psychology, I reckon is often very overlooked. We haven't been great with, with thinking about um, you know, broader context and, and broader communities and societies and absolutely um, other other forms of knowledge, Māori, Pacifica and um, other non-Western indigenous forms of knowledge. Um, yeah, I feel like they're, they're super helpful. And yeah, I've got some great colleagues who, who work in this space who um, yeah, I've learned so much from over the years. 
that's me talking a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen for others' um, perspectives on this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, at the same time, I also wanted to ask because I feel like um, psychology is as as one of like it's, it's actually a really popular um, yeah. f- um, discipline for for a lot of. Um, the younger generations to jump into like a lot of our younger generations and especially um in our previous job me and kelsey would go out and a lot of a lot of people would Mm. actually want to jump into psychology and i guess for me i wanted to ask um from my own curiosity as well what is interesting about psychology for you and at the same time Mm. what is psychology like what is psychology (laughs) to you not so because i don't want you to answer on behalf of everybody else but i'm like what is psychology to you as someone who's actually in the field and participating in the arena you know and because from the outside it could be this wishy-washy name and like everybody you know subjectively say psychology is this this and this so we would love well, i would love to hear from you what, what 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 psychology is to you great and going to your question of why it's so popular actually this is i mean i, I have some views but actually i, I think you two and your in your previous roles would, would have some great insights there so yeah i think <laughs> I'd be keen to hear from you, you two on that. Um, I feel like on the basic level, I mean, I, know I could get into like scientific definitions and all of that, but, you know, I think it's about, you know, humans and, you know, people find humans interesting. And I, know, I think a lot of people are interested in psychology because, you know, they want to make, help people, make make things better for people or make, make the communities better. And, you know, you know, people often think about, you know, the, the massive, um, amount of mental health issues um, that, that are out there, those kind of things. Uh, and, and I guess there are other problems which psychology often focuses on too, which are, are super important. And um, yeah, so I, I can uh, yeah totally see why why it is so, so popular. Mm. Kelsey, what, what do you think? What do you think about why psychology is <laughs> yeah. quite popular? Kels? Um. So and Mello and I used to work in student recruitment for tertiary education. So we would go into high schools and talk to young people about what they want to do after school um, in regards to tertiary study. And there was a lot of young people who were coming up to us over those couple of years saying, hey, we want to do psychology, want to jump into this or that. And I would ask them and sometimes the young people would say, oh, because it sounds cool. And I was just like, sweet, thanks for your honesty. Um, <laughs> do you know what psychology is? And half the time they would have no idea. Um, or or their, their version of psychology was not what they might actually get taught um, in the psychology program. <laughs> um, and turns out maybe they wanted to be counsellors or something like that. Um, but then there were some young people who came up who had um, experience with psychologists who wanted to then you know, through mental health challenges or whatever, who then wanted to to give back to community and give back to, you know, themselves as young as a young person. Like what can they offer when they finish their program? Um and I think also some of those young people saw what psychologists were doing and thought that maybe that they could as a young person, once they finished their program, be able to work more closely with other young people in that space. Um, as a way to relate yeah but yeah there were some young people that just like thought it sounded cool <laughs> which cracked me up yeah what about you Malu what did you hear from young people in schools 
Yeah, echo that. Actually, I'm very similar nuances of that. Um, and I, I feel like for me, a lot of the so it was so not not to generalize, and to also um, to to stay true to my journey and and the, and the people that I was in proximity to, they would speak, and it was mainly uh, mostly females who like who wanted to know more about themselves and wanted to know mm. more about how um they fit into their family dynamics they fit into the, the like you know schooling mm. dynamics they fit into all of these different dynamics and they didn't articulate it in that way but that's 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 the that's the gist of what um all of them collectively said like, i just want to understand more about um about how the mind works and how how, how we we move and i'm like I love what you said as well, Jamie, in regards to that, because you said it's it's about people and wanting to know people. And, and I think that's such a really, you know, fundamental routine of being like, okay, well, why do my thoughts exist? Like, why, how do, how, what's the fucker pop of my, my ideas and my thinking and my feelings? And to me, um, as much as that's at the forefront, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the students at the, um, at the beginning were really, just excited at the word like they they did say like they a lot of them said like yeah the word is as a new like you know and they just wanted to it's, it's almost being like i just want to say the fanciest word i know psychology <laughs> like you know and a lot of them were excited about the word of being like i actually want to discover what this word looks like as a as a garment or as 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 a as, as something that i can i can wear as something that i know or something that's something that i can feel and be in proximity to mm. Yeah, and it's interesting, right? Like, I feel like people are interesting. Mm. Maybe I'm biased. No, I, I, I feel that. I don't talk about that at all, like 100%. Mm. And I feel like that's, the, I mean, you said it as well. Like, you said we are social creatures. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know anyone to be self-made and self-raised. So <laughs> I'm very much backing up and um, your, your, your focado around that. Mm. Um, do you teach any first-year stuff, Jimmy? Um, not at the moment. Um, I've done, yeah, um, done bits and pieces in the past. Yeah. What was what is um, some of your experiences been with first-year psych students? Yeah, so I've just really come in as guest lecturer, um, so I haven't had a lot of experience with that. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of, we have some quite, really big classes i'm at the university of waikato and i think it's over four it was over, it has been over 400 i think it's getting even bigger now wow. with COVID, a lot of people are, are deciding to go back to study we have a lot of students from like throughout the university who will come in to psychology um just as an as an interest so they're, they're not really looking so they might be doing law or you know even engineering or something else and they might get the option to have some you know elective papers um, so we'll get quite a few of those students um, and then we'll get the, the ones who are the core. Um, I guess for me as well, like back in my, when I started out, um, yeah, I didn't initially start out in psychology. I thought I was going to do political science. Um, then I took one psychology paper and I thought, hey, this is, this is quite interesting and I feel like I could, could do quite well in this. Um, so I decided to, to keep sticking, sticking at it and then so I did a double major and then, yeah, decided to, to keep going. Um, so anyway, get back, anyway, getting back to your question on first years. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really quite a, quite a broad range. Um, I'm sure it's a really steep learning curve for a lot of people. Mm. Um, yeah, like you talked about some of the ideas that people might have. Some of them are really, really onto it. 
Um, but yeah, some others might go into it without really perhaps having much idea of, of what, what they're getting into. And, and that's great too. Um, hopefully mm. they, they're the ones who can really benefit from yeah, hearing what we have to say. And it's such a broad, such a broad area. And um, that's what we, we try and do in first year, give them a taste, a little taste of like one lecture usually on, on all of the things um, across the board. Which, which can which can be quite yeah quite um, a lot to take in but I, I think it's also helpful to, for people to see mm. yeah, the diversity that we have in terms of the way we go about things and what 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 do you personally like what what, what what's your takeaway so like what what inspires you about psychology because I like you know there is a broad spectrum on that so what's what what's what's the like you know what when when did you get that buy-in like you know after that first lecture you were like okay the, or is there, or is, there, is there like you know one specific um section or and like you know apart like uh, is there one specific topic around psychology that really excites you at the moment mm. Yeah, great question. I um, I don't I don't know if there's one like kind of light bulb um, moment. I mean, I always knew I was quite interested in um, yeah people in general and, and social social issues, um, but I wasn't quite sure to begin with what that looked like. I talked about political science, and I'm still interested in very interested in politics. Um, yeah, but I, it's just kind of as I as I went on and, and got to. To look at more specific things, um, I was interested in, yeah, particularly around um, health and well-being, mental health, um, uh, gender and sexuality is a big part of what I, what I currently research. So yeah, that's that's a fascinating area, right? Um, I feel like um, I'm, I'm sure that um, yeah. Yes, you are. you're right. <laughs> yeah. like, like, your assumptions is correct. Go there. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, once I got to start doing research, that's really when I started to, I guess, fall in love, not necessarily psychology. And I will say that these days, um, while I'm a psychology lecturer, what I do is um, very multidisciplinary. So I work with, and, and you know, I, the, I look to um, publish in um, journals or, or in, in outlets, which are, you know, I can go from, from medicine to like, you know, very social science, um, I worked in like a school of nursing when I was in um, overseas for a while. Um, yeah, so I work with, with people of all sorts of different disciplines, like, like legal people sometimes, depending on if that's what the topic I'm looking at. Um, so it was really, um, I guess, getting into the research, which made me start to fall in love with, I guess, not just psychology, but, you know, actually doing academia or, or doing research per se. Mm. Um yeah, um, and that was when I got to, to doing my master's. That was at post-grad level. And what was your master's around? It was looking at uh, sexuality and trans women particularly um, up until that point. Um, I didn't really move into the health area until a bit later. Um, up until that point, all of this stuff, um, I guess psychology has, which I touched on before, has a bit of a um, checkered history and, and it has with, with trans people too it's come and looked at the sexuality of trans or trans people just generally um, in a very um, pathologizing way it's been particularly as, as it has with um, you know with being gay being a mental disorder and, and being trans um, in the past and and part of that has been like looking at, at trans women um, and, and all of the I guess research before that had been looking at sexuality um, comparing 
trans women with cis men. Um, so mine was uh, my research was um, yeah we, we were interested in looking at um, uh, yeah actually it was it was one of the first uh, in the world to look at um, using cis women and looking at uh, similarities and differences uh, in sexuality broadly. So that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I really want to read this now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, it's probably I'll just... available somewhere if you, if yeah, you Google, Google it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. you're on a shelf in a library somewhere? <laughs> yeah, surely at the uni, right? You can go find it. Oh, yeah, the, there's a master's archive there. So I'm like, oh, just just Google the name, Google the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah, I definitely want to jump into that space a little bit more um, yeah. when I eventually do my master's. Um, yeah, I... in particular... Hmm? Yeah, I went back to study over the last, like, at, over the end of 2020 and the start of 2021 and did um, a grad program in gender and sexuality studies. Um, it was That's really, right. really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and definitely increased my desire to explore that space further um, in the academic world. So, yeah, I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Eventually, yeah, 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 when yeah, I do no, my I... master's in, like, 10 years. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and I work with those folks in gender and sexuality studies too. Well. Yeah, that's really Quite interesting. Mm, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, so you've talked yeah. about like acquiring knowledge through academia. Is there any other ways that you feel like you acquire knowledge? Yeah. So it's been pretty pretty big for me and. Yeah, yes, I've learned lots through academia, but just through, I would say general life, but just through trans community connections. Mm. Um, so much knowledge there that is so important for academia because, well, at least it's something that, I guess, those voices that have been missing from academia so much. So, yeah, for example, I talked about, like, the, the, the pathologization of, of trans people in the past. You know, when I first got into psychology and, the, I guess, I mean, or doing research in this space, and I guess the mid-noughties, um, it was still, you know, there was still, and, and perhaps I'd internalised some of that stuff a little bit, there was still very much that view of you know, being trans as, as pathologising, and it's, you know, been trans communities that have really led the way with, um, you know, the working to, to de-pathologise, so now um, being trans is, um, like, for example, the World Health Organisation has its international classification of diseases, which is a book or it's probably not a book so much now as a um an online collection of of um of of all the, the different categories and codes that, that the doctors can diagnose and they've moved um there was a diagnosis related to to being transgender and and um that that's being moved out from the, the from the mental health mental mm. disorders section that they called it through to um um, it is something that you, there is still a code for that's um, something like conditions related to sexual health, which might help with, with healthcare access for things like hormones and surgeries. But, you know, there's that movement towards um, um, what we call depathologizing, so so not seeing it as a mental disorder anymore. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so that's really been led by, by trans communities, and, I, and I've just learned so much from so many trans people. Um uh, trans when I use the word trans I'm including non-binary people so binary and non-binary trans people yes um yeah so so many trans people I've, I've learned from um in my 
um, in my life. So, so that's just been so massive for my, for my, I guess not just my career, but but for my career, and yeah. also for my personal life, yeah. for being able to have, I guess, more empowering ways of thinking about who I am and, and knowing who I am, which, which is so important too. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. And like um, you said, you started your research around the mid noughties, which I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> the mid 2000s. Um, how has, like, how has that knowledge that you've acquired through that time shifted and moved with you? Because, um, like, we just went back and re listened to season one, and we're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I don't agree with that. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's hitting different. Um, and so I'm curious how like this acquisition of knowledge and the and the knowledge that you've acquired through time has mm. kind of moved and shifted with you. Do yeah. you often go back and reflect on stuff or like some of the stuff you've written? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like when you were mentioning my master's thesis, I'm like, well, that's cool. And there's some bits in it that which you know I'm quite proud of. But you know, the field of trans health has has moved so much, and you know, there's mm. you know things which language which I definitely wouldn't use today you know it's we use words like transsexual to describe ourselves which it's I, I understand it's starting it's being reclaimed a little bit but you know not in the way that mm. yeah it was conceptualized um back then and you know we used words like gender variance um well, now we might say gender diversity you know the, the language really changes yeah so um but not I guess not just the language but you know those like I said, the, the narratives and the ways that we can think about ourselves um, have changed too. So yeah, um, it always changes, and yeah, but that's okay, I think, right? Like uh, it's a time, it's a time and a place. Um, yeah, I think as long as we're giving our giving it our best and um, always willing to learn, always being, I guess, humble and taking feedback and. You know, not not, yeah. Making sure that we're we're somebody who's open to new ideas. I think that's that's really all we can ask of ourselves, right? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's always going to change over time, and I think we always need to be, um, yeah, open to giving people space to to change over time too. Um, yeah, I think that's super important. Mm. Yeah. Particularly in a field like trans health, where it's 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 just change it just changes the language changes so rapidly, so yeah, um, yeah. Is that kind of what you were asking? I'm not yeah, sure yeah. If like I completely hit the nail. No, no, no. Of course. <laughs> there you um, go. Outstanding people doing it again. <laughs> Profoundly amazing us, and we're just taking our time to mull it over because we're like, whoa. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's the humble. I love it. I love it. It's the humble. Yeah. Yeah, Do you you two have perspectives on that? I'm I'm interested to hear. Yeah, knowledge changing over time and and how that... Oh, for sure. You have your own experiences of looking back on last year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mala's hiding. (laughs) Um... Yeah, we we did a full review of season one and we went back and listened to every episode. Um, and that's just kind of like one example of, of going back over knowledge. And there's definitely some uh, thoughts that I held at that time that I no longer do. Um, 
which is interesting. Um, but and like there was a part of me that was a little bit nervous because it is in the pub, like it is in a public forum, that someone might then still think that that's a thought that I hold. But I just have to like remind myself that that was a time and place and in that space that was the best knowledge that I had at the time and you know I've moved and I've grown and I've shifted and um I just hope that people kind of give me grace for that too <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely some things that I'm like why did I say that <laughs> yeah but um mm-hmm. Mello thoughts no thoughts, just action. <laughs> Can't hide. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel um, my relationship with with my past um, knowledge bases has actually I've come full. Well, I don't. I can't even. I don't know if you can say. I, I can say I've come full circle. But at this moment, what's what's alive for me is that um, it took me a while to get over the like my ego status in proximity to absolutism because i feel like for me when i was the way that i was um the way that i was conditioned both consciously and unconsciously um was through trying to find the truth through a religious sense so i kind of took that that skill set of trying to find the truth and what one truth looks like into my learning capacities and there were very much times that it were outside of outside of the podcast as well as inside the podcast where I was speaking in absolutism, where mm. I had a rooted fundamental belief. And that's why for me, I'm like, <laughs> which is which is amazing now. And I appreciate I appreciate my journey through that because now I, I like I'm I'm 100 percent invested in the in, in, in the ignorance like and I, I fashion it as the ocean of ignorance that exists. So for me, I, I swim swim deeply in the ocean of ignorance, and not because I deny the enlightenment of of life. It's because I understand the enlightenment of life, and then I also leave room for the transformation of enlightenment to be debunked, you know, and 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 to be reassessed and to be looked at from multiple angles um, and assessed from multiple different lenses, which is the beauty of, of life. And it's, it's something that I feel for me, it was, it was a hard lesson to learn through, through academia and through, through my, cause I'm currently in my master's journey as well. So it's, 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 it's a hard pill to swallow. And it is, um, I guess it, it gets harder when you're, when you're reading academic journals of gi- giants that are intellectually like, I'm like, I am so far away from your articulation game, you know, like and there's, when you're reading a lot of those, uh, those academic giants and their, their concepts and their theories and their understanding of the world that they're in is so potent that you're like, I, I really believe that this is true. And yes, it is true for this moment and for this time period and for that moment that I was receiving it in. Um, and bring it back to the question, it was, it was a humbling experience for me to check myself and for me to see myself um and for me like the, the more that i gave grace to to my ignorance and and to my absolutism which is still a part of me so i don't deny that it's 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 it's, it's gone I, I i embrace that that's a part of me and i also acknowledge that there's there's times where there is absolutism and there's times when there isn't and even with the times of absolutism i'm like no this this absolutism for my thinking and my perspective not 
entirely. So I'm, I'm very much happy to, to be swimming in the pool of ignorance right now um, or the ocean of ignorance that I'm in. So thank you so much for inviting me to that. And yes, I, I love I, I love that I, I've got to learn. I've had the opportunity to learn because I know that a lot of us are too, well, I know the opposite because the opposite would be to not reflect or not reflect. And that's 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 been a potent part of um, this journey with Kelsey, who I'm so thankful for. Um, I've been very much um, been educated humbly and been mirrored <laughs> humbly as well. If that's a word. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at in proximity to um, to your question, Jamie. Yeah, it's it's definitely a more humble way of of um, of going about thinking about knowledge but it, it ends up leaving much more space for for you to be able to grow in and bring more knowledge doesn't it yeah. um i guess the other thing i was going to say in um in response to kelsey about you know this being archived on you know it, it could it could be here i guess it's really important to to think about that our history is important and um yeah so so things like this um yeah, um, I, I think it's important to have them from the, the historical context. And you only have to look back at, you know, the the people from before our time. And I'm, I'm thinking about, like, for example, queer communities. You know, some of the language they might have used might not be exactly what we'd use today. But, you know, we, we're really standing on the shoulders of, of, of our, our elders, really, aren't we? Um, so, yeah, um, it's, yeah, history is important and, um, and knowing about that is important too. So... I, you know, I think we need to be, um, yeah, we need to be aware of that and, um, yeah, really, really valuing and, um, yeah, um, I think that's that's a real treasure for, 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 for me personally, and I, I think you know our communities really need to treasure that too, and make sure that we do treasure that, even if you know some of the words may not be exactly the way we we would do things, um, and things have moved on. It's still yeah. massive. We we just don't know the context that they were in, you know. For example, mm. like you know, fighting for homosexual law reform or, or whatever it was, even back before then, it's it's a completely different world. And I'm sure, you know, whatever happens in the future, as well, they'll be in a different world too. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that it there's so much um, importance, particularly in Aotearoa, placed on Whakapapa, which. I like humbly agree with um I'm just curious like as a queer person like how do we how do we honor our queer ancestry too like those people like you said that built um and and fought for homosexual law reform or fought for or you know fought for all these things that we now can do as queer people like get married or you know all these different things that we were never allowed to do in the deep and like taking it out of the DSM from us, like a mental health issue. Um, yeah, I'm just like, how do I honor these people? And I think for me, that looks like this of having a conversation and bringing people in and just existing as a queer person in the world. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, yeah. like, uh, and I think that the, the, yeah, sorry. No, I think the intergenerational conversations are so important too. I, I, I know I'm guessing you two are, clo yeah, a bit younger than me, but we're not. We're probably not super different in ages. <laughs> uh, one thing I saw, I, I, I lived in Canada for a while. One thing I saw there, which I really loved, is one of the queer. I guess it was like a, 
not like a big gay out, but like um, it was a, a smaller kind of park thing. And they had this like, it was like a, a booth tent area where it was just these um, older lesbians and um, people could just go there and just talk to them about what it was like in their, when they were younger. And, and it, was, it was mostly, I guess, younger people and a space for them to be able to come and, and connect and, and learn from their elders, which I thought was really lovely. And I, and I really think more spaces like that. Mm. Um, um, could be could be really helpful and powerful for for your question about honouring our elders. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I found that um, when I did my honours program, it was it was around like uh, creating a platform for queer community to share their own stories because I find often we're spoken for rather than with. Um, and part of that uh, program uh, was a publication that Melissa was actually in. That's, was part of our whakapapa, part of our origin story. Um, but there was a older lesbian couple that were in there and at the time when they were sharing their stories, particularly around um, the uh, attachment to uh, the word butch, and I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Why are you so attached to this word? And then as like the weeks went on and I spent more time with them and they shared more of their stories, I was like, oh okay I get it but as like an ignorant young person I was like why are you so attached to labels labels aren't a thing blah 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 different time and like it was really humbling for me to for them to spend time and to share stories and to help me understand why that word is so important for them um and I just oh yeah I really really valued that out of that project it was yeah it was amazing but I think that like plays into what you're saying before about like different time, different words, different language, and how quickly that moves. Yeah. I really, really, I'd really echo both what you're saying, and I also would offer. Um, yeah. So to me, it's the privilege that I have right now is my pri- like is that I get to negotiate these conversations. My predecessors didn't get a choice. You know, they didn't get a choice. My privilege right now is that they had, they did the mahi so that I can negotiate these terms, these 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 statuses, these these terminologies, all of these things, and that's something that I I really am so thankful for. I'm so thankful for, mm. and it doesn't matter if it's a Western Fukaro or Indigenous Fukaro or whatever Fukaro it is. I get to negotiate in 2021 because of the hard work of my my my, my like the Fukapapa of the of our queer ancestors. So to me, I'm. Yeah, because I don't really like at the beginning. I used to tr- like I used to really subscribe to the whole Western Indigenous, um, and I still there's there's still parts of of me because because you know in academia that's that's a that's a real fight. You know that's a real like that's world to me. I'm like that's World War Three <laughs> in academia. Like the the critics, the the back and forth, and which like it's to me. I understand that there's a lot of academics as well that are very much. Um, actually can see the like through the bs and it's like um we're, we're describing the same things through different languages you know like we, we're just using different words and it's a negotiation and yes there are massive critiques that are needed and also those critiques go back to community which i feel like that's 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 what um a lot of the academic jargons are not like they're not rooted in community or they're not coming back to community and it it, it, it gives them a sense of um you know, elitism in a way, because that's just like we get to we get to theorize about all of these things, and we've got all of the intelligence up here, and we get to look down upon anyone who's not who's not up there with the game. And I'm like, 
Is that what is that is this what academia is? Like is this the flying field that we play on? But yeah, so that's just my personal experience with academia. And I also recognize that I'm coming through from to academia from from FMS, so the Faculty of Maori and Indigenous um, Studies, which does have a specific different lens and it does privilege that lens from a from a specific worldview. And it's and I, like I don't I like and there was a time when Western Fakaro was just completely uh ugh. And then to a point where I'm like, actually, I use English as a bridge to communicate with my brothers and sisters in Wananui Akiwa, which is a gift. And a, and like to me, yep, there's mummy to that gift and there's hurt to that gift, but that's a gift nevertheless. Like mm-hmm. if, if I can't receive that as a gift, what I'm doing is being nitpicky and cherry picky or, or pigeonholing the gift. And that's something that I feel like I, I really relate and resonate with you two in terms of when you're talking about the whakapapa of our of our queer plight as a collective. I totally agree. I totally see the benefits of 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 our like of our oneness and at the same time our individual like you know plights within this oneness. Um, I also am curious though um, because I'm 100% ignorant to this, and I and I do want to ask because this is something that that that's an ongoing conversation for me, and I am not. I'm not. I'm not wanting this one person to answer answer on behalf of everybody. Um, so whenever people use the word trans, and whenever people are talking about the word trans, are they talking about the process or the person or the like? What what is happening in the? Because to me, I'm like, I don't really associate with the term. I associate with with Jamie first, and then the like the terminology. If they if Jamie wants to bring that in, I, we can talk about that. But I'm like. I don't like yeah. So to me, I'll, I'll, can you please help me understand where you're at specifically? Not so much speaking on behalf of transness, um, but where you're at with this conversation. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And and Kelsey might have some thoughts too. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I guess when, when you're talking about a process, uh, the word that's often used is things like transition or or affirming your gender. I guess. Um, or being able to embody your gender but yeah I, th- I feel like being trans is actually about much more than that I, I guess for one it's it's an identity so you know it's part of you know I, I identify as a trans woman so that's that you know there's, there's a word there and identify as, as part of a trans community um, yeah and I think it, I think a good way of thinking about it is I don't know if you've heard it come across the term malu um, cisgender Mm. or cis people so i guess that's the contrast although you know we don't want to be creating more binaries but you know what well, it's it's one way of thinking about it that no. might be helpful so yeah thinking about people whose you know whose genders you know we all have a gender it might be um you know and we talked about our pronouns or our genders like woman man non-binary etc um agender some people don't have genders so i did say we all have genders but you know i guess we, we generally have a, a bit of a relationship with gender, just some of us might think about it more than others. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, trans people um, are people whose, whose gender doesn't always match with society's expectations based on, you know, when we're, um, when we're born and um, we're, we're assigned a sex and there's all those expectations and um, uh, the expectations of what a gender is that come from that. And so trans people... Mm. Cis people are those whose uh, whose genders generally meets fits with those expectations. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a um, crude expect 
crew explanation, but uh, in trans people generally are those whose, whose gender doesn't match with that. Um, yeah, so I guess that's perhaps a bit of a, like an academic explanation. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing Kelsey has some, might have some more thoughts too. Mm. Yeah, um, like I can talk for myself and my experience. Um, very similar to what you were saying, Jamie, of like when you're born, you're assigned a sex at birth. And then I felt like, and from stories that I've heard from other people, then this whole lot of social expectations then put on you dependent on the body that you're born with. Um, and for a long time, I was like, yeah, okay, all good, whatever just didn't really think about it and then as I got older I was like well I don't actually subscribe to that social expectation of me and I also don't want that one so like what do I <laughs> where do I exist like somewhere in the middle and um my experience is that I was gifted this body and this body is like fari tangata, like there's a body that can give life um and I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I feel like I can have this body um, and recognise that and you know the gifts that it, it gives me to be able to navigate this world while not subscribing to the social expectation that is attached to it. Mm. And so I understand that gender is a thing and, there, and there's a whole social construct around gender and I just choose not to engage. So um, words that are often used, like I don't identify myself as a particular word in relation to gender but the one that does feel the most comfortable and it's often one that other people use to describe me not one that I would choose to describe myself is non-binary of just like not engaging with the binary yeah hmm. how turn yeah because to me, I feel like if we normalize people's perspectives, and for me, if I normalize the transness as as the like the majority norm, I feel like for me in my worldview, and 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 please do check me in and call me in. I'm I'm inviting for myself to be called in in this in this fakaro. Um, but if I put trans as the, as the norm for the for for the human plight, there's some of us that trans like that 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 get that meet that enlightenment faster than others. You know, like to, to meet the enlightenment of like not subscribing to the expectations. You know, there's like there's some of us that meet that at a faster rate, and then the the majority demonize that. The, like the like the the select few that meet and can see through the BS of being like, wait a minute, this social structure shouldn't be here. Wait a minute, these things shouldn't be here. Wait a minute, why are this? Why is their block specifically gendered in this space? So to me, I feel like. That's where I'm at of uh, with 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 a lot of my trans like my, my my trans proximity like myself in proximity to trans um um walks but at the same time I know that I'm coming from a place where I don't actually like I'm at a place where I don't subscribe to 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 gay or trans or anything and I'm 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 actually just subscribing just to 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 just good people <laughs> good people and I'm like and and I understand though that um as well. Um, which is the main, like, I feel like I hear it in your, in your conversation because there's like, in specific pockets, there's specific pockets where scientifically people are like, yeah, this is absolutism. You're a male, you're a female. And I'm like, I get that. I don't deny that. What I, what, what, what you deny is the rest of the oppressions <laughs> that are, that are happening in the, in, in the space when it comes to gender. So 
Um, is that something that like are you have you two experienced that, or as have you two already wayfinded your 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 thoughts and feelings around that conversation, or where where are you two at with that? Whole, whole I know it's a massive it's a massive one, but I'm at a yeah. So I, I guess I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious into that space because that's that's where I'm at at, at the moment. Thanks, Manu. Did you want to go, Kelsey? Uh, yeah. I can go. Okay. All right. You can go first. Um, I think from my experience, I I have seen or perceived that um, straight cisgendered people don't question it because. They don't feel like they have to because the way that they operate and the way that they feel comfortable in the world is what is considered normal. So there's, uh, why would they question something that that is accepted in the world? Because they've never had to be questioned and they've never been questioned about how they navigate the world. Mm. 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 Absolutely, hundred percent. Mm. Anything to add, Jamie? Um, I guess for me, I think it's like like you touch on Malu. There is that I guess the the political side of things. So you know that being trans, and you know many people say, and I tend to agree that you know being trans isn't quite inherently political because it's you know in some ways challenges the the structure of the the gender binary that's just so prevalent. Um, and, and that's true, and um, I, I think you, you need to have that there. I, I think there's also that uh, important to keep in mind that you know we're all different, have different, I guess, experiences of our genders, and um, that's something that you know um, sits differently with different people. And I feel like I, I don't want to get into the whole you know nature nurture biological side of things but you know there, are, there is diversity in all of us humans you know we're we're, we're different in, in just so many ways and, and that's so important um so i think you know it's just the reality and, and gender is, is no different you know nature doesn't make things happen in binaries there's always there's always that difference um and you know we, wait we can you just, just say that again please i feel like i needed to hear that sorry sorry to interrupt you but can you say you said nature doesn't make any can you just say that again please well i guess nature loves diversity you know there's always you know there's always that diversity and that, that people don't things in nature don't always fit neatly into for example two binary categories there's, mm. there's always more more going on um that that's just seems to be the nature of how we are mm. um so yeah i guess what i'm saying with that is so while there is the, the the political side of things which which you're touching on i guess there's also people's sense and experiences of, of their gender um and whether that's how they embody it or or it might be more political for other people um yeah i think that's something that also needs to be to be recognized quite strongly as well um, so, so different people experience their gender in different ways, just like you know people experience their sexuality and um, any other things, aspects of their identities in different ways too. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's really important too. And yeah, obviously we, we don't always want to cut off gender from sexuality and, and all these other things. It's all a complex 
mm. um, intermeshment of, of, of all of these different things, which which could, you know, they're, they're not always the same for every person, but often there is there, there is complexities there with these other, um, you know, with our bodies or with our sexualities as well as our genders. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, there's 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 the diversity, and you know that's you know where, where we use this and. Yeah. I, I guess with some symbols of like the rainbow, for example, is is you know is that is that diversity which is just much more, um, yeah, much more akin to or, or represents the, the nature of of who we are more. Mm. And I think also that complexity of experience can also be uh, found in other contexts as well, like in regards to culture or ethnicity or you know socioeconomic status or whatever like there's like this word or term but the individual experience within that can be mm, vastly mm. different mm. absolutely mm. totally agree no yeah. oh, thank you so much for that and like, of course there's also our um you know our experiences as well and the context that we live in massively shape who we are as well yeah which yeah, with, with sure. all these things too you know if you were 50 years ago or even you know 20 years ago we didn't have words like non-binary 50 years ago very few people knew about trans people for example so mm. yeah these things are so important too 100 i'm yeah. so thankful to have you two um really really enlighten me to that because it's 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 a relevant question and i feel like because the translation between people who are in the know and people who don't know and i guess um this going off uh, one of the focados that we had um with last season you know with with ignorance it, it actually breeds fear so that was coming from one of um from 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 meeks um from last season and and it's it's that translation from the, the, the like you know like i was saying the the academic know-how with the jargon and that translation to like yeah. the comment like the communities that's just not like it's like if you don't know the academic wishwash or the jargon, you're not on the know. And that's I've I've found that in my in my master's journey as well. That um, a lot of the things, like a lot of our our our, our um, perceived issues in the in the realm, has actually been already catered to, and and a lot of academic um, like um, conversations that don't filter down to communities, and the communities are still in the front lines, like you know having these 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 absolutism conversation uh, like arguments and i'm like that, that doesn't exist <laughs> like that doesn't exist <laughs> or uh, yeah so i guess that's 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 where i was coming from and i re i'm really grateful to to get get this um this this insight um mm. i guess for me i also wanted to offer um so what what what's in the like in, in terms of you you've, you've talked about all of the um the ways that you're able to move and wear knowledge for you, um what's what's in the archives um between um psychology so like what's in the far queue for psychology conversations or knowledge that you you currently carry so if you don't want to uh, like you know I I don't expect you to speak on behalf of psychology but um <laughs> what's what's the far queue in terms of the knowledge that you currently have what's in the far queue for those knowledge bases. Mm. Um, wow. Um, yeah, because psychology is is just so broad. I mean, and I'm just you know one small, small sector of it. And yeah, I guess I world mean, leading. I'm no. just, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Look, and I, yeah, I feel like I feel like psychology is at a, I guess at a bit of a bit of a time of change in Aotearoa. With yeah, there's been a um, 
you know, really a reckoning of, of psychology's role in colonization. Um, and yeah, there's, a, there's a Treaty of Waitangi claim um, in um, against, you know, whether the discipline has been meeting its obligations under Tituriti or Waitangi. Yeah, so I feel like, yeah, psychology in general is at um, a bit of a bit of a crossroads where, yeah, some of these conversations like what you're perhaps talking about, um, Malu in, um, uh, yeah, Māori and Indigenous studies, and um, well, maybe not necessarily just within that, this, well, yeah, within that well well view or, or over in that faculty, mm. um, perhaps perhaps a yeah still somewhat playing out and yeah more broadly and yeah i, I feel like yeah it's we, we really need to change and make sure we're responsive to all our communities that we have the diversity that represents all, all our communities for example you know, university of waikato it's you know we have massive maori pacifica um, students for example we need to make sure that you know they're having their needs met that's super important um, yeah, thinking about things like yeah, gender diversity, sexuality. You know, there's there's been great strides for something like psychology, mm. with moving away from from a you know, individualistic, um, pathologizing way of looking at things. And yeah, I'm I'm actually really happy to be part of like, you know, now I, I work with you know most most researchers in psychology and gender and sexuality will be interested in things like. You know minority stress and and what are the, the the things going out in our communities um you know what are the protective factors that that can um can be helpful against uh, for example oppression and stigma that, that that people face in our communities so those kind of things which i think um yeah are much more much more broader and and um more grounded in our um in our social context and in our societies and and what's going on in our worlds which yeah, I think is, um, which I think is much, um, yeah, much stronger. Um, I hope, yeah, I really hope that all of psychology as a discipline will become, make sure it's it's engaged critically with, with psychology, not like, as you mentioned, Malu, you know, being in our ivory towers and um, away from, um, perhaps <laughs> away from, from where all the other community conversations are happening as well. Mm. So I think it's really important that we, that we keep, yeah, keep being in touch uh, with the communities and, and the needs of, of our broad, diverse communities, whatever that looks like, intersectionality, yeah. etc. And I, I would also offer vice versa as well. I feel like there needs to be um, like spaces in community where they actually make way for the intelligence of academia. Like, because it's, it's almost like, you know, because yeah, that 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 works as well, and then also this doesn't work as well because it's like they're we don't hold the space all the time for community to 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 really to really embrace the different intelligence that are current, you know, not not so much, mm. you know, because a lot of a lot of the focado around Pacific studies is is um is is in the seventies and the eighties, and um. Those are our, that, that's when our Pacific literature started really flowing in. And I'm like, there was an advocacy that was really strong. So it was very like, and it, it does empower you, but then it also separates you from the community that you're currently, well, it separated me. Let me not talk about anyone else. It separated me from my current community. So I'm really, 
I really uffy what you're saying as well, and I also offer that it also works the other way. Like, I don't see communities actually, well, I, in my community anyways, when, when we don't hold space for new waves of intelligence to come through and influence it was it's more it's, it's usually more than time and i think it would hold true for other communities it's like oh it's new oh no it, it, there's not enough research that's gone into it because it's still new and i'm like what yeah. what <laughs> where's the space and, for innovation yeah mm. thank you yeah, no, look i think it's really just about coming together you know the more time that we can be face to face um, yeah, I think that's that's really what it's going to be about. Amazing. So good, Jamie. So good. Thank you so much for coming through and like sharing your thoughts and Picardo with us. We do really appreciate it. And we know that this is going to land for so many people. So thank you so much. If people want to connect with you um, or find your research or anything like that, how can they do that? Um, kia ora Kelsey and yeah I'll just say this has really been a, like I thought it might be at the beginning a conversation between yeah really three people so it's yeah and I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to bring my my little part to that um, yeah um, so thank you so much for the opportunity and, and the time to be able to to um, be part of your, your your great innovation and you know we're talking about being connected academics being connected with the wider community you know this is exactly what what you're doing here um, both of you so that's great um so it's just so wonderful um yeah i'm pretty easy to find um you can find my my contact details if you if you look me up on the university waikato website mm. beautiful Bye-bye. yes and we wish you all the well on your journey as well and any so also just let us know if you're wanting any afi or if you're wanting any amplifications mm. um we're open sourcing you know you're a part of our community now and we do love our our community members you've enriched both me and i know that our, our community will be really happy to 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 see themselves at a different space as with you as their reference point you know and that's mm. something that we really we really privilege and i'm so thankful to be able to receive your intelligence and to receive you shining brighter because you know it's i the thing that i really love about you is that people will underestimate you straight away and then when you when when they when they when, when they finally hear you start speaking it's like boom <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i like i like i like someone who's like you know who looks really quiet you know and like boom <laughs> this is the intelligence so I'm just, I'm, I'm just letting you know I'm so appreciative of you <laughs> because you can bring it, you bring the heat in such yeah. a, in such a graceful way, and it's not, you're not calling anybody out. You're like, hey, this is what we have, we currently know right now. Mm. So thank you, thank you so much, and yes, please, please, please join us in for our final jingle out. So all you need to say is fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can emphasize whichever one you want, either the far mm. or the Q. You can emphasize Oof. whatever one. <laughs> but yes. The fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. The fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Thank you so much. See you later, Farmer. Fuck you, bitch.